Shalom everybody, uh, this talk is titled Israel and Prophecy Now and there are three passages in scripture that describe what is happening in Israel now and how we should respond. First um, Chronicles 12.32 And the children of Issachar were men that had understanding of the times and to know what Israel ought to do. And we need to start with Psalm 83 which is 100% prophetic. There has never been a confederation of nations that were taking counsel to destroy Israel, as mentioned in Psalm 83. And the Arab-Israeli conflict started exactly 136 years ago. And this psalm doesn't describe one war with Israel. It describes the whole conflict. It describes the Six-Day War in 1967, the Yom Kippur War in 73, right up to this day. And the, the, the Hamas that have been captured and been interrogated, their goal is, is Jerusalem. Their goal is to annihilate Israel. It's very, very clear. And in Psalm 83, verse 4, we see, Come, let us say, let us destroy them as a nation, so that Israel's name is remembered no more. In verse 3, in the New King James Version, it says they have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. The word sheltered in Hebrew is sfornim, which means your hidden ones. Satan wants to destroy God's people, which are the Jews and also Christians. And we see this also, I believe, in Revelations chapter 12, when the dragon, that Satan, was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God, that's the Jews, and those that have the testimony of Jesus, Christians, Jews and Christians. I believe Satan wants to just, is at war with two people groups here, both which are God's people. Each of the three portions of scripture I'm going to be reading to you, uh, have their solutions or what we need to be doing and something very interesting in the psalm what is God's solution here deal with them as Midian as with Sisera as with Jabin in the book of Kishon who perished at Endor who became his refuse on the earth make their nobles like Oev and like Ze'ev yes their princes like Zevach and Salmonah who said let us take for ourselves for ourselves, the purchase of God for a possession. That's what they want to do. They want to possess um, Israel. Why deal with them as Midian? This is Gideon. Why deal with them? And when the prayer was going up for Israel, you know, all around the world, millions of intercessors, and God spoke, I'm going to be very bold now because my, my gift is, is a prophetic gift. I'm going to be very bold. God spoke to me very clearly and said, I do not need Gideon's 32,000. I need Gideon's 300. And this story, this is God's solution for for the problem. And so they started off with 32,000. And then Gideon says, whoever trembles with fear, turn back. So 22,000 left. There are many Christians out there who are just totally drunk with fear and just as terrorized as many Israelis are by what's going on. When you're drunk in fear, it does not release a spirit. I'm going to show you the scriptures that tell us what to do. 
and uh, um, God bless Amir Sofati, but if you're just following his updates and following the news, you're probably drunk with fear. And this is why I'm doing a lot of teaching on the kidneys and the adrenals. God searches the heart and the kidneys. Um, and um, the Bible has a lot to say about them. And I remember in 1990 when the um, missiles um, were falling in the Gulf War, I, I was just shaking with fear. Um, and I started seeking the Lord. Um, we're, we're, we're entering this unprecedented fear, but it's just a beginning. And so I sought the Lord and um, I learned how to have, I, I learned how to rightly focus and um, deal with the kidneys and the adrenals where, where the fear and the fight and flight is. And so I'm teaching a whole series like this. So I'll, I'll give you the links at the end of this. Once again, Amir Sofati, he's absolutely brilliant for updates, but I'm going to show you in Scripture now, this is not what God wants you to focus on. Um, we need to know what's going on, but it's not what he wants you to focus on. I'm going to bring in Isaiah 66, and I'm going to show you what he totally wants you to focus on. And at the beginning of COVID, also God spoke to me and also to another sister in Ireland, uh, do not call it or other people around the world as well. Don't call a conspiracy what they are calling a conspiracy. Isaiah eight twelve. Yeah, um, there are too many believers drunk on fear all around the world. You're focusing on what's going on too much on the COVID. You know the leaders and pastors were online here for hours and hours and hours and just drunk with fear, and it was just like a fear party. And I would come in on, on the Zoom in the last 10 minutes and just get updated. I, I didn't need to sit there for hours and hours and be, be, be drunk on fear. There's a lot of you that, that are the, the 22,000 that will be sent home. God needs 300. He doesn't need millions of intercessors. This is his solution for Psalm 83. This is his solution um, for the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. This is his hidden ones. It, it's the 300 of, of um, Gideon. I have a lot more to share on that. But let's go to another scripture which describes what is happening here, which is Zechariah chapter 12. Yeah. Psalm 83 shows um, the conflict from the Arab point of view, which they're crafty and they're hiding their uh, true intentions. But Zechariah chapter 12 is also is from the nation's point of view and the nations are trying to uh, divide Israel and to bring in an independent Palestinian state and this is happening now it's, it's totally fulfilled being fulfilled in our days it, it, there's no partial fulfillment or any historical fulfillment of this prophecy it is totally for now 100% for now just like Psalm 83 um, there has never been a time in history when all the nations have been pressuring Israel to divide her land for an independent uh, Palestinian state. You know, R Rome divided the, the, the land, but that was one nation. After Herod the Great's death, Hadrian expelled the Jews from Jerusalem, but never all the nations. Totally uh, unprecedented. So Psalm 83 starts 136 years ago, but Zechariah chapter 12 started 30 years ago on the 13th of September 1993 with the Oslo Accords and it was signed in, in America with President Clinton, Yitzhak Rabin, Yasser Arafat. 
So here in Zechariah chapter 12, we have a perfect uh, description of the conflict and also we're instructed what to do. And also we're told where this conflict is going to lead. And Jerusalem is is a cup of trembling to all nations. Um, And Jerusalem is a burdensome stone to all nations. A cup of trembling is a wrong translation. It it actually means poisoning. I've mentioned that in other teachings, but I won't go into that now. So this attempt of dividing Jerusalem has been going on for 30 years now. Where is it leading to? It's leading to verse 9. And it will come to pass on that day, and this day, it's taking 30 years though, that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. What does it mean by coming against Jerusalem, all the nations that are seeking to divide Jerusalem? And here, at the same time that, that God is seeking to destroy nations, in verse 10, straight after verse 9, God is pouring on the house of David and upon the inhabitants of, of Jerusalem here a spirit of grace and supplication at the same time. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn. So there's a revival here while God is judging the nations for the past 30 years. So uh, Israel is a watercourse, it's, it's, a, it's a dividing line. And of course God is going to preserve a remnant that it has um, in, in all the nations. No person in the world is immune from this, not even an Israeli prime minister. As individuals we have a responsibility, as families, as churches and as nations. We have a responsibility to side with God here. Yitzchak Rabin decided he was going to divide Israel. He was assassinated. Ehud Olmert decided he was going to divide Israel. He he went to prison. Uh, Arik Sharon decided he was going to die, uh, divide Israel. A coma. Also in 2005, America forced Israel out of Gaza, which supposedly was to solve all the problems, but it, it hasn't. We've had numerous wars and rockets since we pulled out of Gaza. We pulled out 9,000 Israelis from Gaza. And straight away you had Hurricane Katrina, which caused uh, twice as much damage and twice as many homeless. And uh, John McTurnan uh, has written a book, As America Has Done to Israel. And it's written, I think, in um, 2008. But anyway, it, it, every time America has put pressure, you know, this is starting, you know, this has been during a 30-year period now, every time America has put pressure on Israel to divide the land there's there's been a drop in the stock markets or there's been a disaster something has happened in America and you it's always um, in relation to times that America has pressured Israel and this is documented in that book that you can buy on Kindle I think anywhere online as as America has done to Israel uh, by John McTurnan so now we're on to the, the section, what does God want us to focus on? And after this section, I'm going to share with you what's happening around me and um, how you can practically be involved. But let's um, get to Isaiah 66, verse 7. This verse is talking about 
Israel becoming a nation. But what's important to understand here, it, it was done without any travail. It was done without any intercession. Shall the earth be bring forth something in one day? Do you plant a seed and then tomorrow it's the it's the fully grown tree or you plant wheat and then tomorrow you have a harvest uh, but a nation is born in one day and without travail and without birth pains and so Israel was brought into a existence you know after world world two when when the, the church was in shock you know you had a few people like um Reese Howells that were reasonably functional um, but she was brought forth on the whole without travail from the church the church was in shock after world war ii it was brought forth in one day but then the other verses mistranslated but then 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 zion will travail not for the birth of israel this is she is not travailing for the birth of israel for as soon as uh, Zion did tra- travail when she does travail not to birth Israel as a nation then she then she will bring forth sons this is the job description of the church is to bring forth to focus on bringing forth sons not to focus on the political situation and the war and the atrocities and all the pain we're going through we have to focus on bringing forth sons and uh, there's fear and unprecedented fear, but our mandate, and this is a mandate from, from Matthew and from Yeshua, our mandate is every way we can to make disciples. This is our mandate. And we're, if we're so drunk with fear, we're, we're going to be missing this mandate. I, I need to be bold again, and I, I am mentioning names, uh, but I, I love my brothers in the Lord, and I just pray that um, God will give them wisdom, and I'm just challenging you with this. Are we doing things the right way? Um, uh, Proverbs 16:7. I want you to look at. And a few months ago, when Lewin Gruel and other church leaders were, um, you know, were rallying millions to pray for Israel, that they went up to the to the Temple Mount, up to the stairs that lead up to the Temple Mount, and uh, the the religious, the Orthodox, even the deputy mayor of Israel were just protesting and shouting and hating them and spitting on them. And a few days later, um, I went into into Mir Sharim and I, I sat with the same people that were spitting and demonstrating against them. And uh, they, they are my enemies. They know I'm a believer, but they love me. Why? I... I go into their neighborhood i care about the poor i sit with them i talk with them i discuss the scriptures with them so my enemies are at peace with me when a man's uh, when a man's ways please the lord uh, then even his enemies are at peace with him so so are the orthodox at peace with this big christian movement on on the temple mount steps uh, uh, no way. They 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 see them as just another g- group that wants to take over Israel. You know, it, it's the, it's like what did they say to me? Like they're they're under they're undermining our the principles that that our foundational principles that we live and believe in because Messianic believers have got a reputation for not keeping the Shabbat and and um, not fasting on Yom Kippur and disregarding the law of Moses. Um, it's, it's like 
you know, I, I, a prayer meeting is good for Israel, but we don't need to do it in their faces. We don't need to provoke them to anger and to make them hate us. You know, we could we could have had the prayer meeting um, in, in other places in Jerusalem in, in, in a closed building um, and, and, and not in their face on the Temple Mount. You know, isn't it enough for them that, that the Muslims... They have the con conflict with the Muslims, and now the Christians are joining, and so now the three groups fighting over the Temple Mount and saying it's theirs. That's that's how they understood it. Um, but I, I I believe we need wisdom. Also, the Oslo Accords, which started this um, you know thirty year uh, process of establishing an independent uh, Palestinian state. Um, there were prayer meetings um, all over Israel. The churches were praying and fasting against this agreement. And and God told me very, very clearly not to join them, not to pray, because the Oslo Accord was going to go through. We, we were not to pray against it. So all my friends and, and actually all my family were inside the churches praying. And, um, and I was just wandering around. Jerusalem alone in the car park and I asked God what do you think of this and he he spoke to me clearly actually audibly this time and said whatever is not connected to my head is not a part of my body in other words we can spend time and resources praying against things that God is never going to answer we have to understand his purposes and, and to what Israel should do and how to do it we, we can we can if we're not hearing from God, how how can we be the body of Christ if we're not connected to his heads and the messages from his head coming to the body? We're, we're a body disconnected from the head. And that really, really shocked me. And um, so this is what I mean. I, I mean, God is seeking the 300. He's seeking the 300. They're going to save us from the Midianites. They're the ones that are called to intercede Um according to Psalm um, 83. And uh, so I just challenge you, um, what we need to be doing is, is supporting people on the ground. And uh, I I do work quietly. I'm, I'm, I don't, you know, c connecting and recording uh, doesn't come easy for me or writing newsletters does not, not come easy. And, and I just had, um, like the last few years, uh, one person that was mostly one person other people as well but one person in particular that was supporting me so i could do the work here and now he's not able to anymore suddenly he still wants to he's, he's still one of my best friends and he still very very much wants to support me but he can't anymore you know it, it, something crashed um in the work that he was doing and it's beyond his control but we we need support for rent you know it's ten thousand shekels a month our schooling everything suddenly we just need another source of income and i can't guide anymore there's no work here um so the the best i can do now is and i believe this is god's world because i believe that that god has imparted me a lot to me a lot of insight to me that he in the scripture that he wants me to impart to the world so so i'm I'm doing a whole series uh, on SoundCloud, and we're we're going to put it on my website. We're doing a whole series on on the kidneys, and and the adrenals, and how to be released from fear, and um, 
and, and it can paralyze. And some people I know around the world it paralyzes a whole lot more than others. And it's just so so frustrating for me just to see people I love even around the world that are just struggling with such um, trauma and fear that you know some is generational, some comes from their life, whatever. But um, this is the solution for it and um, I'm teaching on this now and I've done a few lessons and I'm, I'm going to do a lot more and um, there's also some um, more more on SoundCloud there's um, playlists and I, I recommend um, I'm just getting to my library right now on, on SoundCloud playlist I recommend um, uh, you listening to Yahweh and Elohim, two names, and also the faces of God in the Gospel of Mark. You know, each series in the in the playlists have got about five or six teachings, and um, they're it's like a a, a a a basis, like a foundation. It's it's like teaching which is needed for you to understand on what I'm teaching on now on the kidneys and the adrenals. So um, we're we're going really really deep there. And I'm also looking at um, teaching Hebrew online. And, um, you know, I, I don't believe in charging people, but um, I would hope, you know, people that are able um, can support us. And if people are not unable, that's okay. You know, some people, when you say, look, you know, we, we, we need support, they feel guilty that, that, that they can't support us in any way. You know, we, you know, we you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to... If you can, if God lays it on your heart, uh, whatever. But uh, from my point of view, I, I really feel, to be honest, because when I pray every morning, I say, Our Father in heaven, not my Father in heaven, and give us us today our daily bread. It's, it's a corporate responsibility to provide for each other. And um, that's what Paul said when he went round um the places that the churches he had established to take a collection for Jerusalem. He says, it's not that we want you to be impoverished uh, and them to be better off than you. It's equality. You know, God is an equality. Like when we gathered mana, we, we didn't have too much or too little. And uh, God used that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm easy. Um, uh, um, and I'm just totally trusting God in this area. But um, yeah, we, we we do have a lot of needs here. And also um, I'm going into places ministering to traumatized people. And it's really good that I can take something in my hands that they need. You know, I, I'm a licensed guide. I can get into hotels. I can I have access to, to these people. Uh, Jerusalem hotels at the moment are filled with with refugees, with with evacuees that have been evacuated from cities up north, you know, in the Golan Heights, in Matula, you know, in the northern border and around the Gaza area. And uh, some of the stories are, are horrific. I, I can hardly bear hearing them. And, um, you know, we can, they're, they're actually calling on the public. They can't, they privately with people like me that have access to, to foreign aid, you know that they need they need simple things you know towels clothes some toys for children etc etc and um and you know so we need to survive as a family and also we need to be able to reach out to those so you know for for um 
for establishing sons you know that you know we we are your arms and your legs and your feet we're your body we just need to be empowered and that's what that's our our total aim is is to make disciples is is bring people into sonship here and at this time people are, are, are vulnerable and if we love them then they they will open our hearts to us there's 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 a lot of damage here with with evangelism which is done the wrong way like in zion square you know people go out and give bibles and and buy yeah and books and and spend all this money and they'll throw them in the rubbish tin and they they would actually hate them but they 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 talked to us and they said we like you because you you come and you give us food you take us to a restaurant we sit down and eat and this is what I do, you know. I can take people out of the hotels here that are that are traumatized and, and take them to take them out to a restaurant, you know. Um, they don't know Jerusalem, public transport, etc. And just sit with them and listen to them. You know, they need to get out of the hotels too. They're they're stuck there. It's like they're in another prison sometimes. And uh, they, they, they need a listening ear and they need someone that cares. And um, basically this is um, what we're doing here and we're seeking to do and also i'm going into religious neighborhoods and you know you see signs all around they they actually they you know they actually they hate the internet or smartphones i can't pull out smartphones i i met with a rabbi yesterday i can't um photograph him or pull out my phone or take a camera um i can't document it um but that's something we're also doing is teaching the book of Daniel. So there's a lot more to share, but this is just basically um, a starting point and um, hopefully a, a beginning of a or renewed or new relationship uh, with some of you as you can text me and write to me. Um, you know, so as I said, you know, my, my minister, what I'm doing now is, you know, it's just, I, I, I prefer to, to just be under the radar as much as I possibly can. You know, um, Israelis are very, very reluctant to be interviewed by reporters from the West. Um, this is a YouTube, um, it's titled, the CNN is titled, it was an animal slaughter. It's, I don't really recommend, it, it's, it's someone I know personally, and it's one of the most horrific stories I've ever heard in my life. But, um, the 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 Israelis perceive the reporter here to be very insensitive. Um, so it, it's hard. I, I can't go into religious neighborhoods and record and get photos. I can't even take a smartphone there or pull, pull a smartphone out of my pocket there. And of course, um, when Israelis are crying in front of me and telling me the story, I, 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 I just can't be insensitive and just pull out a phone and ask them if I can record or something. It just doesn't go down well. Um, uh, so I thank everyone that uh, donates around the world and, and everyone that has, and we're extremely thankful. Even the little donations, even as one or two dollars, when people pray and give what they can, we, we are thankful for everything. I am personally thankful for everything. And I, I, do, I do have a list of people that I'm in contact with and, and I know give. And, um, you know, and if I'm on the bus or, or you know, just I get a few minutes somewhere, um, I'd periodically just um, pull out this list and pray and thank God um, for these people. And when we have meetings, we would do this also as well, periodically just pray and thank God for for people 
and specific people that have given to us. So we're very, very um, appreciative of all that, of all the giving. And I try and keep in contact with as much people as I possibly can. Um, Also something else, uh, cultural. I had a comment from a very, very close friend that um, I, I, I make statements like, you know, the whole church is full of fear and this can discourage people the way I present it. And I, I began to think on it and it's actually cultural and I noticed that it doesn't, the Israelis speak like this and it doesn't bother Israelis, but it can bother the Western culture. So I apologize and I'll try and be more sensitive in that area. But I, I, would, um, I would like to give you an example, uh, a biblical example of, of how this is the way we're educated and the way we think. Um, that might help a bit, but, but on, my, on my side, I will be a lot more sensitive to this. But about, you know, fear being pandemic and... Um, I've put out a teaching um, titled uh, "Adrenals in the Bible," and I haven't taught the, I haven't heard this taught anywhere. Um, and there's words for adrenals in in the Bible, but they're wrongly translated. And the word adrenal in Hebrew is kessel, and in the plural is ksalim. And in Proverbs three twenty five, uh, it's it's a good example where it says. Um, where you know your adrenals are connected with fear and um and i'm doing a whole series on this uh because i think we all need it i need more of it we all need more of it um because fear is not a good counselor and uh, and uh men's hearts are going to fail them because of fear and, and this is why the love of most is going to grow cold so in proverbs um 3 25 to 26 this is be not afraid of sudden fear. This, this is going to be very relevant um, for us in, in, the, in the coming months, years, or near the, the destruction of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord shall be thy confidence. This is an absolute wrong translation. It says, for the Lord will be in your adrenals. If the Lord is in your adrenals, then you won't be afraid of sudden fear. And I mentioned when the sirens first off uh, went off in 1990, I was terrified. Um, so um, this is what I'm sharing on the kidneys and the adrenals, and I'm doing a whole series on them. There's so many scriptures written, and a, a, a fool in Hebrew is ksil. It's the same word as adrenal. It means a person whose adrenals are burnt out, and also. Um, Amos 5.8, it says, he made the Pleiades and the Orion. The Pleiades are the seven stars. The Orion is Cyrus, it's a dog star. Uh, Orion in Hebrew here is Kessel. It means adrenals that are burnt out. In, in, in Israel, the star rises um, when in Kislav, the, the name of the Hebrew month in December is also from the same word as burnt out adrenals. You look around and all the trees are bare. There's no fruitfulness. Everything is dry. Nothing seems to be, everything seems to be lifeless. Nothing is growing. Um, this is this time of month. And, uh, and it says the Pleiades, the seven stars, um, the, the, he, he, he makes the day dark as night and he turns the shadow of death to the morning 
if you have the seven stars, he's going to turn the shadow of death into morning. Uh, if you have the Orion burnt out adrenals, he's going to make your day as dark as night. Um, very, very simple. And just, just about generalizing, uh, sorry, I'll get back to generalizing now. Um, let's go to the, the, where is it? Let's go to Revelations chapter 21 in the New Jerusalem. You know, it, it's biblical to generalize. Um, and here's an example. Here's the vision of the New Jerusalem, the Bride of the Lamb. And, and in verse 11, it shone with the glory of light, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, like all Jerusalem was a jasper stone. And then in verse um, 18, the wall was made of jasper. So all Jerusalem is a jasper, all the wall is a jasper. And, but then you get into the details that the foundation of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was a jasper. So, but now you have 11 other stones. So um, the, there's no Hebrew word to say jasper is the most dominant stone. You say this room is red, but then you'll say this room is red, but then this room has some white and it has some gray and it has some brown in it. But, but you'd make a, 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 a general statement that all this room is red, first of all. But what you're really saying, that this room is the, is the dominant color in this room. And so when I generalize and say, um, you know, the whole church is full of fear, what I'm really saying is, is, is and it's, it is a pandemic, but I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it's widespread. A, a lot, uh, there's a lot of the... A lot of us are just too feared fooled. Okay, I'm not saying everyone is full of fear. Um, so I just want to make that clear. There's other examples in the Bible as well, but this is just a, a perfect example in Revelation 21 of how, how we generalize uh, to not to say that the New Jerusalem is all Jasper, um, but we start off by saying it is, and then we go into detail. And that's, that's just a... That's just the way I was educated from youth um, in this way of thinking. So I hope that clarifies that a little bit. And I would really encourage you to follow me on uh, my teaching on the uh, on the adrenals and on the kidneys. God searches the hearts and the kidneys. There's lots of words for adrenals and kidneys. Chalatzaim, the book of Job, is absolutely saturated. Um, but it's really missed through translation and I'm going to go into the words and etc etc and, and I've already done about three quarter, three recordings online about it if you look on uh, SoundCloud and I'm going to eventually I'm going to put them all into a playlist um, this playlist there as well so you can find them easy so anyway um, God bless you all and thank you all for uh, for, for e anyone that has just donated anything little um, and, and you know, the, I just have friends around the world and I'm just appreciative of some churches that are behind me now and, um, and my friends in New Zealand, my friends in America, England, Ireland, all around the world. If I don't mention anything, just please forgive me. But, um, but anyway, thank you so much. So God bless you all for now. Bye for now.